Ocean Cast. Matt? Sorry, I was waiting for you to catch up. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest. Ugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna sound... Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. I was so confused. I'd, I just checked my phone. To, I assumed we disconnected. <laughs> oh, well, alright. Well, it worked. Whatever you're trying to do clearly worked. <laughs> Hey, so what uh, what brings you on today, Matt? What do we got to talk about? We are going to talk about the 13th and final week of the spring season, uh, in which we will cover all sports anime that aired between June 25th and July 1st. Um, <laughs> so we're going to switch things up a little bit today because we have the finale of Yaopeta and Tiger Mask. We're going to talk about those two shows at the end, um, you know, give the, the bulk of our time to them, and we'll just talk about our uh, continuing archive shows, Encouragement of Climb, and Big Windup up front. Cool. So, uh, with that in mind, uh, Matt, uh, would you just be willing to jump into Big Windup? I would be willing. Okay. Um, I right, so this is Big Windup episode 13. It's essentially prep for the beginning of the Summer Koshian Tournament. Um... The major focus of the episode is that they have the opening ceremony uh, in which the all the teams that are competing in the prefecture tournament all go to uh, the field where the finals are held and they all walk in and they stand on the same field along the outfield together. Um, and, uh, you know, all the friends and family are there to see everyone in the same place at the same time. Uh, and that's paired with the team planning for what their strategy is going to be against Tosei. Um, Nishira's manager did some research on the video of Tosei, and they think they have a plan of attack. Uh, Of course, as soon as Abe tries to help uh, Mihashi memorize the tendencies of the other batters, he starts crying and just begging Abe to do it for him. Um, (laughs) But uh, the episode ends with uh, some discussion from Himada. There are some allusions to uh, there being reasons for his being held back other than uh, his grades and the fact that he used to play baseball. Um, and the uh, there's a few shots of Tosei getting ready for the game itself. So we'll see those bear out next week. Okay, so my impression of this episode was that it was kind of setting up some events for later on in the series. I think even for things that we haven't seen in this anime. Um, so I, I think the whole point that they were get the whole thing that they were getting at for Hamada is that he's actually a very talented player, but he's kind of um he's kind of lost some confidence in himself because of his, uh, thrower, because of his, uh, little league elbow. Yeah. And I kind of get the sense that they're setting Hamada up to be kind of the phantom member of the team. Yeah. Like, is he the guy who comes in later and reveals that he's the true, you know, most Right. Or like, is he going to fulfill some niche that they don't have on the team? Because I know one of the issues that they have is that they don't have, because I mean, they have, or, uh, Tajima as like a backup catcher. But he's not really like, um, you, you know, he, he's kind of, you know, it's kind of something that he might be able to kind of wing for a little bit, but maybe not something that he's going to be 
terribly great at yeah, 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 he's gonna be terribly proficient at, at anybody but maybe Mihoshi. Um, so it seems like Hamada would be a good role for them to fill as, like, a secondary catcher for them. But then again, it also sounds like he does a lot of throwing, so he might be a good secondary pitcher as well for the well, team. Right, but that's the thing, is that the, what he expressed is the whole reason he stopped playing was because he pitched too much. And right. he has lasting elbow damage because of that. Um, of course, you know, he played in junior high, too, and they said, like, oh, well, he found a way to get around it, so... Uh, and he just tried to sort of parry that comment and not bring it up. Um, so my, my assumption is that he... It's not that he lost confidence, it's that something happened. So there were he used to play baseball, and then something happened where he got in trouble, and he's not allowed to play anymore because of something that happened on the field. Right. Um, because they... Uh... Because, like you said, uh, he was kind of avoiding why he got held back a year as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it sounds like he might have actually gotten into a fight of some kind. Yeah, I um, mean, who knows? I I, I don't want to speculate about Hamada's character, but uh, right. even though that's kind of the point of this show. Um, <laughs> I the, A lot of time was spent on this episode with Mihashi and Hanai's mothers right. talking. Uh, what what did you glean from from that? Uh, I kind of got the sense that the team was sort of growing in a way, uh, because now we're because it's something that we don't see in a lot of sports anime is like the characters' parents actually taking an active role in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you know they can't play, you know, it, it feels like a very natural setup because it's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna start up a booster club for the uh, uh for like all the parents of the members of the team. You know, that feels like a very natural like addition to a normal like high school team mm-hmm. you know where you know the parents get together and they uh you know they they're kind of talking about how their kids are interacting and whatnot yeah and they try and raise money for trips and that sort of thing yeah exactly and you know it, it's something that's always sort of just glossed over in a lot of sports anime because it's like oh you know they just get the you know the school just gives them the funding because you know they're a team on the rise or something like that yeah uh but you know it, it felt like a very uh and that was kind of what I gained from it. Uh, it also, I, I thought it was also interesting as well because it kind of ties in with the fact that Momoe is actually, you know, a woman. Like the like the head of, like in Japan. I know in Japan a lot the genders tend to be very like isolated from one another. Like men and women just outside of like childhood friends or maybe coworkers, men and women do not interact that much. Like, in an isolated at least, setting. At least relative to the U.S. Yeah, exactly. At least relative to the U.S. So the fact that Momoe is a woman kind of gives her a more of a... Uh, gives her a more of an in with the Booster Club. It kind of... Uh, it, it helps her connect with the rest of the... with Because it's generally going to be the team's mothers or whoever is the, uh, the breadwinner. Or whoever is not the breadwinner in the family that they're going to be interacting with. And unfortunately in Japan, that is generally the mother's. Right. So I, I kind of saw some connection there. I, I did kind of like the fact that uh, that Hanai's mother had mentioned as well that uh, Hanai, like, when he does talk to her, he generally talks very, very highly of Momoe. Yeah. I thought the characterization was funny of how he's r- really polite and composed and well-spoken in front of everyone except his mom. Um, <laughs> and I think we've all known someone like that because you could tell by the way that she acted that she was just so enthusiastic that he was embarrassed to be around her. Um, right. 
in public and so he was mom shut up stop (laughs) complimenting me um but he's really nice and composed to everyone else uh yeah i think that's again i like the inclusion of parents because it makes them seem like they're actually 15 and 16 years old right uh, instead of most sports shonen which are you know because there are no parents it treats them like they're fully independent and mature people which they're not. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's, you know, these these are kind of the, the main days of our life. You know, these are kind of our glory days. So, you know, these are the days where we live most independently. But it's like, not really, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you've still got your parents always on the sideline, you know, kind of giving you support in other ways. You know, they still come to cheer for your games. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I did appreciate the fact that they actually are... You know, it, it's kind of driving home what we were, uh, what they had talked about the prior episode with, uh, with the cheer club... With how their goal is to kind of keep the parents from being too dismayed. Right. Or uh, disappointed. You know, they're kind of there to keep them fired up. Yeah. What did you think about uh, towards the end where um, Abe is trying to coach Mahashi on the opponent's batting approaches and Mahashi just refuses to learn it? Or, like, (laughs) weeps when he's told that he has to study? Right. Uh, I kind of got the sense that i'm not entirely sure what i got from that um uh let me let me go first then um so one it was one of those things where i was like oh right you know i I, now i remember why i thought mahashi was annoying um (laughs) because it really is hard to sympathize with him when his argument is he's like I don't want to learn about what anyone else, you know, how I should right. pitch to anyone else because you'll just tell me. Um, and he's just sort of like this learned helplessness, like how I, I am incapable of knowing anything. You have to know everything for me, um, which it's it's interesting because Abe on one hand is frustrated uh, right. because Mahashi refused to learn. Um, and that he's, you know, he's like, well, that's a lot of pressure for him to trust me completely. But at the same time, he's like, but I like it. He's like, I, <laughs> you know, it's I, kind of like I enjoy the dependency. Yeah, exactly. I told, um, I told him to depend on me completely and now he is so good, but I'm not sure that's actually, I'm not sure whether we're supposed to agree with him that that's a good thing. You know, to me, it kind of, it, it sort of feels like an actual, like, how a romantic relationship almost shouldn't go you're kind of starting to see the beginnings of that mm-hmm. in here just because it's like you want to be dependent on another person but you can't be too dependent on them or else you're just not your own person and i think that's kind of mihashi's problem is that he's becoming way too dependent on abe mm-hmm. uh and uh, but at the very least abe is trying to force him to like come out of his shell more like he I appreciate that he doesn't just let Mihashi, um, you know, just sort of, like, let him have his way. It's like, oh, fine, if you want me to know it all, I'll do it. Like, no, he's, like, he's his insistent. It's like, no, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna learn one page of it, okay? Uh-huh. Like, that's all I'm asking. Yeah. Um, I, I did kind of appreciate as well, going along those lines, uh... It's another one of those understated roles. We got a little bit more backstory on the team manager... Uh, Shinazuka, mm-hmm. uh, because what we uh, during the uh, the opening ceremony where she goes up to where all the other team managers are and she's apparently friendly with one of them there and they there's kind of that little uh, 
that little drop there where it's like, yeah, you know, I, you were like really great on the softball team, but you still moved over to the... Uh, well, I don't think they were saying that she only... I, I don't know. It was unclear to me whether they were saying that she only manages the baseball team or if she manages the baseball team and plays soft, softball. Okay, I kind of got the sense from that conversation that she's not on the softball team anymore because the way that it was kind of phrased is like, you love baseball so much that you even, like, even though you were really great at softball, you're managing the team now. And I don't know if there would be enough... Uh, my understanding is that with a lot of clubs in Japan, and admittedly, a lot of Yeah, you can't on, do two. I know. Yeah, I think you can do two, but it depends on, like, the timing of the meetings. Right. Um. So, and I can't imagine... And especially with something like team manager... Uh, that might conflict with the uh, the times. For, well, then again, maybe it wouldn't if she if because uh, her, uh, baseball games, pra- you know, they're going to take place probably on the same field. So I don't uh, know. Just... I mean, it, it, I guess at the end of the day, it wasn't clear, but it was cool to see that Shinoka has a little more going on. The only downside of that interaction for me was that as soon as they got through the formalities, they were like, "So, are there any boys you like?" No, <laughs> you know, it's like because we can't have a conversation between the only two girls in this show without talking about boys. Right. Hey, but Momo is a character and she's not generally yeah, talking about the boys. Yeah, but she's an adult. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's like, fair. The, on, the only girl their age just has to immediately talk about what <laughs> boys she likes with the only other girl their age that we've even seen. Right. No, uh, you're you're right. <laughs> so, speaking of girls their age, uh, would you like to discuss Encouragement of Climb? That was a great transition, by the way. Thanks. Um... So this is we're covering episodes seventeen and eighteen this week. So the first episode is uh, basically the girls hanging out at the uh, just at the base of Mount Tanagawa, uh, and there there's kind of like this adult playground there where and they're kind of playing on all the equipment there. Uh, the major takeaway from that episode is that they have to cross a suspension bridge at one point, and. Um, uh, Aoi gets really nervous, and Hinata kind of forces her along. She basically just walks up and, like, kind of grabs her and holds her hand across because she's trying to get her used to the ropeways, uh, so she's not, so she's not, she's kind of trying to, like, slowly introduce that to her so she doesn't get too nervous about it. Um, the second episode was entirely different. It was about, uh, acquiring a part-time job. Uh, Aoi needs more money for, you know, paying for all the equipment she's buying for hiking. And she uh, she ends up getting a part time job at a bakery where she needs to learn how to smile, and <laughs> she uh, but and she gets better and better throughout the day. Hinata jo- comes into the bakery at the end of the episode and kind of helps ease her nerves, and that's pretty much the set of episodes. Yeah, so some pretty high octane sports action. Um, <laughs> they go to a playground and uh, work at a bakery. So yeah. Again, <laughs> the a, although a series may, in principle, be a sports anime, it does not always feature anything about sports. You know, I have noticed that a running theme throughout these episodes, uh, like within this subgenre that we've discovered yeah. of girls do cute girls doing sports like activities, yeah, is that we have uh, like we have there's always the job episode. What do the girls do to get their money? Yeah. Um, once again, Encouragement of Climb uh, ends up being better than its competition. Yeah, I would call uh, it less bad. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, honestly, outside of the whole thing about talking about how Aoi needs to learn how to smile so that she can look pretty. 
Yeah. Uh, I would say it was overall still a pretty solid episode because we've had a lot of buildup out. I think what makes it work for me, at the very least, is that we've had a slow buildup of this. Um, because she couldn't afford to buy a jacket for her to go to Mount Fuji. She couldn't afford a raincoat, so she had to borrow one. So she had to get one from Kaede. Yeah. It's finally to the point where she's realizing, okay, this is something I really want to do. I better find a job for it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like I, I thought this was at least a. It like I don't feel like this episode came out of nowhere at the very least. Yeah, and I mean, they did at least allude to mountain climbing. Uh, Aoi said, you know what? I realize I just get a little better after each interaction, which is kind of like mountain climbing. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. Okay, I mean, um, so what you're learning here is that if you slowly introduce yourself to things, you'll get better at it. And you yeah. know what? I think that's a perfectly fine lesson to take away. I think it's something we all need to learn sometimes. Um. Yeah. So... You know, again, it's not really something I have a particular complaint about. And, you know, I also kind of appreciated that we, like, unlike any of these other shows, she had to make a resume. It didn't really, like, come into play at all. But at the very least, it showed, it showed okay, so I have to prepare for a job interview. Here's what I have to do. Yeah. Also, I was impressed by a handwritten resume. Right? Uh, computers are not super widespread in Japan, believe it or not, because yeah. most people just use their phones. I mean, it's that's becoming more and more true in the U.S., but uh, a lot of times official documents are not written, or, like, like documents you use day-to-day -day are not generally written on computers Yeah. anymore. So. Yeah, it was just kind of a funny parallel where she hand-wrote a resume at her little desk and then went to an ID card station that was sitting in the middle of the, you know, on the on the side of the sidewalk. So right. both of those things are completely foreign to the U.S. Like, <laughs> you know, for you to be able to just walk in and get ID photos specifically, because that's a thing that you need enough that there's a stand for it in your neighborhood. Right, um, yeah. So I thought that was uh, kind of funny. Yeah, it's, in it's the, a, it's... You know, in the U.S. it would be like, oh... Either they do it at home or they go to the library and print off a resume because a handwritten resume would look like you're a crazy person. Right. Um, and then if you get a professional photo, you're pretty much going to have, like, either, again, you're going to have to find one yourself or you're going to have to either find a professional photographer or, I guess, maybe go to a drugstore. Yeah, go to a drugstore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I didn't really get much beyond that out of either of these. They felt like fine for what they were but they kind of stood alone they didn't add a lot to me it became clear though in these episodes that they're just trying to build up momentum so that the um at the end of this season is when they get back to the top of tanigawa yeah uh, yeah that's gonna the, be that's the mountain of their be... memories um, yeah exactly which seems like to me honestly a little bit of a letdown because you know they went to mount fuji halfway through and then everything after that is gonna be like you know well remember matt in a few days we are getting an announcement of the thir of a uh a, a encouragement of climb event so we may be getting season three so that may be something they're saving for them yeah um but yeah I, I didn't really have much else to discuss about episode 17 outside of once again hinata proves to be a better friend to hinata or <laughs> aoi seems to be hinata proves to be a better friend to aoi yeah, exactly. Yeah, she seems like she's cavalier and thoughtless, but actually, she wants to get Aoi used to heights. Um, and, you know, it, it, yeah. again, fine, It, but it is a little... I mean, we've seen this before. Couldn't it have been somebody else who did it? Yeah, exactly. Um, Almost. 
the one thing before we move on uh, to Yaropeda that I want to bring up is that playground had hills made out of trampoline? Like, what I was that thing? I, I mean, I'm assuming that this is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Okay? It's gotta be. Like, I have, but I, I know what you mean. I have no idea what that was. It looked hilariously dangerous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It also looked like a blast, and I would absolutely want to go to that. Yeah, I, I just don't know how those things main <laughs> bounce. Like, how does that work that you just have a hill that is a trampoline? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, because, yeah, it's like it seems like you would be fine if you're at the very top. But then, Right, like, yeah, what do you do on the side? Like, doesn't yeah, everyone I... fall down because that's how gravity works? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Again, it's again the series is a bit of an advertisement, and again, it's not a bad one because yeah, you know, that park looked fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like I'd like to go there. Like maybe I wouldn't make like a specific trip out there myself. I wouldn't fly to Japan specifically for that. But, but if, if you I were in the neighborhood, another, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like hey, you know, if I took another trip, I maybe mention it to like a friend of mine. It's like hey, you want to go? Uh, want to go check out Mount Tanagawa? It's like hey, you know what? Encouragement to climb, doing your job. Yeah, exactly. Although it might be inappropriate for us to go because it seemed like even they, as high school girls, were bigger and older uh, than everyone there. Yeah, you might be right about that. I may be overreading the fact that it was an adult playground, and I may be. Yeah. I don't know, projecting a little bit on there because I kind of want to play there myself. Yeah, I think you would be very uncomfortable if you showed up there as, like, a large American man <laughs> at this children's <laughs> playground. And you're like, it's just like the anime. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that on your next trip. You're probably right. Speaking of other things I wouldn't recommend, do you want to discuss <laughs> Yoapeta? <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about the final episode of Yawapeta this season. Uh, so Teshima ends up waiting for Minami so that they can finish the race because it would be much more honorable, I guess, if he decide if he just didn't keep going. Um, and so the two end up having a neck and neck race to the finish, and some, and then at the very end we find out that Minami ends up winning the race uh, by just a few milliseconds. Uh, Teshima is about to keel over, but instead, uh, Anoda shows up just in the nick of time to catch him just before he falls over. Um, and rather than being dismayed that Teshima lost, everybody on the Sohoku team seems very fired up about the fact that Teshima almost beat somebody as good as Minami on his own, and thus the final day of the, uh, thus begins the, uh, the final sprint to the end of the mountain. Or to, to the end of the first day, essentially. Right. Okay. So, I, I have very mixed feelings on this episode. Mostly not great. But I, I will give it... Before we start into our... Launch into our attack on this episode. <laughs> I, I will say one thing. It did break our expectations. Um, because we've been talking about for a while now about how Anoda was going to miraculously catch up somehow and beat Minami in the end. Yeah. Uh, and it did not do that. It somehow managed to make it worse. Yeah. Um, but we didn't expect this. No. Um, so let, let's talk about the the major issue with this episode. So, Matt, if you would. Well, the major issue for me was that Onoda caught up, but he didn't actually accomplish anything by catching up. Um, 
Right. Maybe that's not the major issue for you, but for me, it was like... It, the episode was trying to celebrate, like, oh, good thing Onoda was there so that he could catch Teshima before he fell over. But, like, the race was already done. And right. the only thing Onoda did was work really hard and waste a lot of energy uh, in order to not win. <laughs> not only just that, but basically keep an incredibly exhausted player in the race. Like, I know the theme of Sohoku. Is that, you know, it's like, you know, we ride together no matter what. But that wasn't Onoda's goal to catch up. Right. Also, Teshima wasn't in the race. He was just cooling down after he crossed the finish line. Right. That's the thing that got me is, like, he's allowed to pass out. He's done for the day. Like, that. Like <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't collapse in the road. That would probably not be helpful. But, like, he doesn't. I, I, it's not like you need to help him finish the race because the race is over. Yeah, I know. Well, because I, they still have the final sprint up the mountain, so maybe that maybe they still need to have their one like one more person to help them pull. Uh, it seems really, really silly. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know. I guess it was there to kind of make it seem like Anoda had accomplished something by sprinting on ahead. Uh, it, it kind of feels like, to me, the author almost, like, changed gears when they were writing. Uh, this, like, maybe they had wanted yeah, Anoda to gears. catch it. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd catch that. Uh, and, and I was wondering if maybe, like, the original intent was for Oda to ca- Anoda to catch up uh, for, the, uh, for the final race against uh, Manami. But maybe they changed their minds as they were writing it so that maybe Teshima could have his big moment. I don't know. For me, the big issue is the fact that Teshima actually waited for Manami. Yeah. Uh, just because... It, it, this would make more sense to me if this was something that was completely out of their control. Or maybe something Teshima did on accident. Like, maybe he accidentally bumped into Manami and he wiped out. And he just kept going... And he was like, no, this isn't right. Like, I didn't, you know, this stinks. Like, I didn't win. Like, I if I do win for this, like, it's not for realsies. No, Manami pushed his bike too far and snapped the chain. Yeah, like, he brought it on himself. Right. It's like, I don't think that there would be any shame in, like, sprinting on ahead and finishing out the race uh, without, uh, without Manami. Like, you know, just kind of like, okay, great. I'm 20 seconds ahead of Manami. This will be fine. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It seemed like such, like, it, it was trying to make it more honorable than I think it actually was. Because there comes to be a point where it just gets stupid. And that that's kind of what it felt like for me. It's like... I agree. Yeah. I mean, because, like, the fact of the matter is that the way Teshima Road forced Manami to make a risky choice in... Uh, shifting while he was on an incline so much. Right. Um, so the fact that his chain come un- came undone was a product of Teshima riding well, and he should get credit for that. But no, like, and all the... What, what bothered me was the commentary by all the onlookers of saying, like, well, yeah, I mean, you could keep going, and, you know, you could just pretend like you didn't even notice, and how could anyone prove you wrong? Um, but it, it's better if you wait for your opponent. It's like... What sort of unwritten rules are these where right. there's, you know, like, that? that's just what frustrates me where 
you have this perfectly proper way to win and you know there's this shame associated with winning based on someone's mechanical trouble right and i think again it wouldn't have bothered me if there was like if there was anything else but this felt like like this didn't feel like it was an unearned victory by teshima you know like Mm -hmm. this didn't feel like a like a random happenstance like this felt like it was minami's fault and again the series is trying to make it so minami still like we can't have minami not be a brilliant genius almost yeah i don't know why it wants us to root for minami um right and like the fact that everybody is because on one hand i guess i kind of get it because they're like what because they don't know what happened so they see and it's like wow teshima was only a few milliseconds behind minami that's incredible Mm -hmm. like i didn't realize he was that good like i do get that but at the same time he should have won yeah I don't know. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like a frustrating way to end a frustrating season. Um, yeah, I could of. I could say that I hope it'll pick up next season, but I don't know. My my hopes are not exactly high. But we we've got at least six months to wait until that happens. Right, and keep in mind, Matt, uh, we have a big event coming up at the beginning of this next season. This episode ended uh, the post credit sequence showed that the former third years of Sohoku are showing up at the uh, at the inner high. Uh, yeah. Makashima actually flew in from England to come root for the team. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know what to really glean from that, because I get that's supposed to be, like, kind of a big hype moment. It's like, oh, man, they're coming back, you know? It's like, we gotta tune back in for the fourth season. But it's like, what can they feasibly do? Yeah, no, it's just that they're more interesting characters than Kaburagi and people want to have them around, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's just kind of like, oh boy, like my favorite characters from like last season, you know, they're finally coming back. But it's like, they're not going to be able to achieve anything? Yeah, well, they're just going to talk really confidently and predict the future like everyone else in this show. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hopes right. going into it. Um, But speaking of things we didn't have a lot of hopes in, did you want to talk about Tiger Mask? I would love to. So this is Tiger Mask episode 38. Um, The focus here is actually on Haruna, as she joins the girls' wrestling movement, (laughs) otherwise known as GWM, uh, (laughs) under Miss X, and they try to create a new brand for women's wrestling in Japan after Miss X left GWM. Um, Haruna gets sort of like her public debut as Spring Tiger, but they change her name to Springer. Um, and she, along with the Candy Pair and Miss X, uh, team up to do uh, a match. And uh, Haruna gets paired up against uh, Mother Devil, who's a gigantic woman, apparently the most notorious female wrestler in Japan. Um, and despite getting, uh, having a tough time early in the match, she's able to turn it around, uh, and win, thus, you know, sort of beginning her career, uh, in wrestling full-time. Um, so that sounds like a somewhat normal episode in theory. Right. Um, but the biggest thing to keep in mind is that this is not normal. Uh, there was nothing about this episode that was normal. Right. No. Um, 
This was... Like, we have constantly harped on and on and longed for the days of Red Death Mask. This was better than the Red Death Mask episode. And I can't believe I'm saying that about a Haruna-focused episode. Yeah, it, it was... the We were not looking forward to this at all because we felt like... Okay, the show got as good as it was going to get with that final fight with the third. Um, Why would they add one more episode just to shoehorn in another plot to try and beg for a sequel with some Haruna-focused material? Um, The fact is that it worked. Uh, And now I want a sequel because they... (laughs) uh, One, they managed to have quality animation consistently throughout the entire episode. Right. Which is no mean feat for this show. Right. And uh, the perhaps the bigger thing was that the script and the direction, it felt like it was a different show, almost. Right. I mean, it the, felt like the ahead. show had a different director for this episode. Um, just the way that the camera was used in this episode a lot like of times. Like, it was used at all? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, because so much of the show is just, like, static shots of the characters talking back and forth. There's not, like, a lot of, like, weight or, like, like, like dynamic, like, camera movement during, like, any of the fights. Because generally the way that the camera worked has during the main show is just sort of static and just letting the characters, you know, act out. This felt like the camera was actually part of the action. You would get, like, a lot of, like... I think the most distinctive shot was when uh, Harna was using, like, her killer move that she came up with where she does, like, her spin kick. And she's, like, running along, like, she's, like, running along, like, the uh, the ropes. And it's, like, the camera is just, like, following her, like, right there. It's, like, this really neat, like, low-angle shot just chasing her that, like, it really captures, like, the intensity of these movements that she's making. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit, while I was sitting there watching it, um... Like, I was getting emotional, almost, because, <laughs> like, it was so well done. I felt, I mean, I just felt like I was watching something incredibly special. Um, right. It was, it was, I've never had an experience like this where I can watch an entire show that is consistently subpar, and then the last episode completely subverts my, like, I don't know how to even summarize this show anymore, because the last episode was so good. Right? Like, um, I, and you were talking about, like, the animation as well, uh, like, before as well, about how they improve that. Like, I think the major key thing here is how characters could, like, make different faces. Right. I know. Yeah, they, well, there was just an amount of expressiveness that right. they were able to animate for the first time. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, Harana has, like, pretty much every character in the show has had, like, just sort of, I, I didn't really notice it until this episode, but everybody just kind of has this blank expression on their face yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's like, in this one, you see, like, Harna, like, like gritting her teeth, like, getting excited, and it's like, you're kind of there with her. Um, or it's like, not even, like, Harna, there's this great scene where, um, Har- like, they cut to uh, Odin and Takuma in America, and they're watching like the match on like a uh, like on like an iPad or something like that yeah. on a tablet essentially in like a bar and like Takuma's like watching the match and he sees Rory there and Od- and Odin's like kind of like giving him this sort of like this sort of like jeering like this sort of like snide grin like oh you know her don't you yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah you know who Rory it's like oh so who's Rory huh and it's like 
where was this? I know. Why? It, it's it's just very strange because this episode did a great job of balancing, you know, being serious about wanting, you know, for Harana's plot of like trying to get the approval of her family, trying to uh, follow her dream of being a wrestler, while at the same time sort of acknowledging some of the silliness of the the characters and the concept right. and but neither it didn't feel like it was making fun of itself it just you know it, it felt like it, it was acknowledging that it was professional wrestling you know right yeah like there, this is gonna sound weird um this show has never been has always tried to kind of meet everything halfway like it can never go like full on in one direction uh, it kind of felt like that for this episode, almost, because it felt like this was supposed to almost be, like, a parody episode, but they didn't really quite make it there, but somehow, by doing that, they somehow managed to achieve, like, a perfect balance of what the show should have been. Yeah, I mean, the amount of honest human sincerity in this was so much more believable than the sort of, like, hard-nosed gotta be the best, gotta get revenge sincerity plot of the 37 episodes before it. <laughs> yeah, kind of, like, I I will say, it's like, I still don't really quite get why Haruna wants to be a wrestler outside of, I guess, you know, she's grown up around it, so I guess it would just be sort of a natural thing for her. And I still don't really quite get why Haruna's mother didn't really want to, but this, again, right, this almost exactly. felt like... They didn't, but they didn't give us any time to learn those things. I feel like if they had structured the show the way that, you know, this episode was, we would learn those things pretty fast, because I feel like there was so much more characterization in these right. 22 minutes than we got for most of the rest of the show put together. Right. Yeah, it, 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 this episode almost felt like it was meant to be, like, a really good first episode to something else. I know, and I mean, honestly, if that's what they're doing, and they're putting, they put a ton of resources into this so that they could, you know, make the case for a sequel, like a Spring Tiger sequel, I'm fully on board, because as long as they can keep whoever did this, like, <laughs> who, I don't know who's responsible for this episode being what it was, but as long as they can keep them in place, uh, I fully am hyped for a sequel. <laughs> like, for the, uh, for the Spring Tiger or Springer, epi like, spin-off series? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'd be down for it. I, I don't think I'm quite as amped on it as you are, but it's like, yeah, you know what? This episode instilled, like, a lot more confidence in me. Which is, again, a shame, because it's the last episode. I know. I mean, honestly, I kind of want to sit down and watch this again. I just had so much fun with it. Um... <laughs> Um, I, one other thing I really liked about this episode, too, was, like, you know, we're, we're kind of, um, like, we actually kind of get, like, a weird character-building moment for, like, Miss X and, like, her trying to kind of reach out to Harna a little yeah. bit, even. Like, again, you know, this these are two characters who have never really gelled, you know? I guess when I think back to the mainline series, they did have a lot of interactions, so it was really, again, it was kind of fun to see these two characters kind of try and come together, but come together just a little bit yeah and have you know a relationship that wasn't defined by miss x having to work for gwm i mean she went so far as to reveal that she has a name like miss <laughs> x isn't her name her name is sandra of all right. things and um you know it was partly by virtue of her character design miss x has always seemed like a totally absurd unrelatable person right um 
I mean, most of the characters in this show are difficult to relate to because they're not given enough characterization for you to begin relating. Um, but this episode did a lot just to make Miss X seem human, and oh my goodness. Uh, right, like, she actually seemed... Like, she didn't really come off as just being sort of an exaggerated, like... Like, sort of just sort of sexy, like, figurehead for GWM. Like, she actually yeah. kind of came off as being more of, like, like a shrewd businesswoman who's kind of starting to soften up just a little bit. Yeah. Like, she's kind of like, you know, she has that kind of moment where she reaches out to Harna and she's like, you know, my name is Sandra, you, you can call me that. It's fine, we're going to be working together. Right. And can I just say on a related note that it's so strange for this show to have jokes that are funny. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. The show has attempted humor, and it's always been like... Most of the time, it falls flat, you it, know? It falls flat, and you're just like, oh my god, just shut up. Yeah, I'd like, rather... Like, for most of the show, I would prefer them to just not try to be funny, because it was so ineffective. Um, but in this episode, I, I laughed out loud multiple times. Like it, like, it honestly worked for me. Like, there's a, like, it felt like it had, like, a sense of timing to it. Like, there's this yes. moment, uh, when, like, like, the, the one that remind that, like, I, that really struck with me, it's such a minor moment, but it showed such an improvement over, like, the comedic timing of, like, the, of, like, the first 37 episodes. Uh, Harna's on the phone with, um, Naoto. with, uh, yeah, with Naoto, and she's talking, and, you know, the, so the whole problem with this upcoming match is that, uh, Harna's gonna have to show her, uh, she's gonna have to flash her butt if she doesn't, uh, win the, her match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, but she doesn't want to tell Naoto what the issue is, and so, but when Naoto is thinking of a move, he's thinking about how many times Harna kicked him in the butt, and he says, like, um, so your killer move, um, butt, and she, you hear this, like, crash on mm. the other side of the line. Like, you don't actually see it, though. Um, and to me, what makes that work is the fact that you don't get to see it. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. fact, it's kind of, it's just sort of the suggestion. You know what happened, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like they're aware that it's funnier just not to show it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it's analyzing... weird, it's weird that this staff is aware of anything. Like, it seemed <laughs> like they weren't. Like, this kind of, this felt like, so Toei is like a major animation studio that does like, you know, they do a lot of like kid shows. This do you think like they a... just called in the ringers? For this like <laughs> like they, they was... just brought in the big guns and they're like okay like let's get someone who knows what they're doing we need a sequel i don't know if it was so much that um like because this entire show has kind of felt like they would just wanted to, they just needed a paycheck almost yeah. like okay so we want we, they need to do we need like a promotional episode like we got this uh deal with uh with a uh, new japan pro wrestling like, yeah, this episode we have to talk about how funny and cool Makabe is. So yeah, here exactly. You go. So yeah, here here's Makabe's episode. But this one actually felt like, yeah, it almost felt like another. It felt like a pitch almost. Like, see, guys, this is what we can do if we want to keep it going. Because my understanding is Tiger Mask has actually been relatively successful. Yeah. Um. So this almost felt like another pitch for another series. Um. And you know, again, like you said, they may have just brought in like, okay, so we need like the big, you know, we need like the best people on staff for this episode yeah who knows um i i yeah i would love to see a narrative of how exactly this this episode got made um (laughs) i i don't know all i can say is that if you 
have any interest in the show, you sh- at some point you should check this one out. I think maybe when we do a review, we'll like highlight, the, you know, the five episodes to actually watch of Tiger Mask or right. something. I mean, I kind of feel like you could watch this one without even really watching the rest. Of, like, maybe yeah, some it, of the it helps to have some context, but yeah. But yeah, it's like, no, this is really the episode. Like, I do feel like like anybody who hasn't seen the show could at least, like, jump in and watch this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we have rambled on long enough. And Yeah, we usually don't, don't necessarily take this long, but, you know, it is the finale, and it was one of the strangest uh, <laughs> viewing experiences I've had. Yeah, just, like, this complete and utter turnaround on, like... On like a single episode, I know. Of a I felt series. like I almost felt like I was hallucinating. I'm like, this, this isn't, this isn't Tiger Mask. It's this show isn't good. Like, right. what am I seeing? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Matt. So, uh, thanks for joining me. As always, I'm glad I could discuss Tiger Mask and I guess other things with you. I know it's so weird. To th- okay, yeah, I will never get over the weirdness of that episode. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, as we speak, we've already had, like, two new shows premiere yeah, uh, for the new season, so uh, I guess it's time to get back to work. Yeah, we probably should get to watching. Alright, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme music is Fly High by Burnout Syndromes, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Koshiancast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is koshiancast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training. Keep training.